The following show contains views and opinions that may not be suitable for all audiences. Audience discretion is advised. Howdy, 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 everybody, and welcome to Thespian Talk. I am your host, Gomer the Ranting Thespian, and with me this week is the cat... Hi everybody, I apologize, but I'm still eating my taquito, so you're just going to have to listen to me make gross mouth noises for a little while. <laughs> well, I mean, I'd rather, you know, rather, there you go, rather those mouth noises <laughs> than a lot of the other shit we've had to hear and deal with this week. Holy fuck! Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, and just, just the stuff in like our personal circle has been bad enough. You also got the politicians, namely Republicans, wanting to push things back, like... There is, there's actually one of them that's actually in the news, that's in our news file this week, but there is, like, I think there was, like, a, a politician from West Virginia who is trying to equate uh, LGBTQ plus uh, folks to the KKK that I posted about, and it's like, wait, what? How the hell do they get the KKK? Which is bad enough, but they also have a profile picture for him, and he... <laughs> I saw your post about this. Yes! Doesn't he look like he was just creaming his shorts while they were taking that picture? Yeah, yeah, he definitely does. His his eyes are, like, kind of rolled back and, like, off to the side a little bit, and you're like, oh, no, that is not a good look for you. You don't have a good look in general because hate is not a good look either, but that is definitely not the picture I would want to use in the public. No, but apparently, you know, I mean, hey, you know, just going to show that people, people like him do not have shame. And, oh, and there are certain points to where not having shame is okay. You know, you want to get up, you want to perform and, and just belt out a good show tune. Doesn't matter how well you can sing. Okay, fine. That's fine for not having shame on that one. But when you're a politician and you have to have a picture taken for, or, or for, for a magazine, you know, you can have a silly look, sure, but this guy just... Uh, no. You know, if there had been some lines in the wall behind him, I would have said this was like a lineup photo. <laughs> like this was his photo while he was getting arrested because that's how bad it is. Yeah, it is. Oh my god, just no. <laughs> oh. So yeah, we missed, we missed last week, so there was... I, and, and I'm really sad to say that because we missed last week, we missed like two shows in a row where we could have just went all suddenly grenades because there was the guy at the Taco Bell, the guy, the guy who found a grenade and ended up going to the Taco Bell before calling the cops and say, hey, come take this off, off my hands. And then after that one, there was a guy, I think, I think it was like in Europe somewhere. Where he found a an, an old live grenade in in a box of potatoes or something like that. Yes, yes, because it had apparently been like dug up and put with a shipment and um, like God damn! <laughs> and, suddenly and, grenades. Yes, like and 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 uh, in the in the main Discord group, um, Aaron and I are a part of. We have somebody who will sit there and watch what the fuck is wrong with you and give, like, updates whenever, you know, most people aren't watching at the time because they're busy doing their other things as well. But we still want to know what's going on 
on the uh, live stream. And, and and it was one of those nights where I was where, where Becky and I were watching at the same time. And that story came up. First thing I put in the thing was suddenly grenades. And <laughs> just because <laughs> that's what you do. I, I think this is our number one most favorite um, recurring joke. Yes. Just suddenly grenades. It's like our, our in-joke. And I try to explain it to people who don't listen to the show. And they're like, oh, I guess that's funny. And we're like, fuck you. Suddenly grenades is amazing. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I mean, it could we, we could have worse running jokes. So, you know, I mean. <laughs> it's true. Uh, America, for example, is a running joke right now. Yeah. I'd rather have suddenly grenades. Yeah. Suddenly, grenades would be better than than America under Trump. That's for sure. Um, or or just get the entire GOP out of office. You know, if they want, if any of them want to try and come back, they can go and 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 be rehabilitated for a little bit and then come on back. I don't care how that sounds. <laughs> oh, oh, god damn! But yeah, over this over the time, there was the State of the Union address where, of course, Trump used that to you know, throw bullshit around because he's Trump. Of course he's going to throw bullshit. But I do I do love the fact that it seems like the right is so scared of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. But at the same time, there was a picture of, of her walking out and there were like three or four dudes. I think one of them was Ben Shapiro just like looking at her with a combination of, oh my God, I am afraid of her. But at the same time, oh my God, look at her ass. And it's like, okay, Okay, guys, just, 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 yeah. Ugh, god damn. I, th- I think they're afraid because she, I think they're afraid of her because she's a powerful woman, and a powerful woman can't be duped into fucking them. Generally speaking. That, that's, that's my guess. You, you may have a different idea than I do on that one, Cat. Cat? Um... <laughs> trying to write something on Twitter because people are terrible. Anyway, um, I love AOC. Um, She is just the coolest person in the world to me right now. Mm -hmm. Um, She's like several years younger than me, but I want her to be my mom. Does that make sense to anybody? Is that weird? Like, (laughs) I feel like if she was my mom, she would stand up for me all the time and she'd just be like really cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, I know you're like 29, but can you adopt me? No, she's she's so cool to me. I I love her energy. I love um, the things that she's doing. The the um, well, things like the green the green fire green. that she has. You know, the the I love that she's she terrifies people because yes. because we currently as the citizens of this country are living in fear at all times where we're, you know, you have people who are afraid that the cops are going to kill them because of their skin color. We have people with uh, debilitating diseases who are afraid that they can't afford their medication. Um, we've got work three jobs or are still afraid that the bank's going to come take their house. Um, you know, we've got people who, who are afraid of their kid going to school and, and they're going to die because some other kid isn't vaccinated. Like, mm-hmm. We, we live in the most powerful country in the world and we still are afraid all the time. 
And it's not like unfounded fears, like, oh, they're going to come take away my guns when literally no one's trying to do that. They're legitimate fears. Mm -hmm. And the government has the ability to alleviate those fears and makes the choice not to. And AOC is the first person going, fuck you guys. Yeah. And just pointing out all of the problems that we have and saying, I actually want to make things better. Yeah. I love her so much. Yeah, there was a uh, oh, oh, was it a, a, a committee hearing or something, where she got I, I I don't remember the exact politicians involved. I think politicians were involved. In, well, they were involved, but the ones being questioned. Uh, but she got them to basically admit that yeah, members of Congress are held to a higher standard than the president, which they should be e- at the very least held to an equal standard because you know equal branches of government and all of that. So that that's one of the one of the many things that she's brought to the forefront. And and it just goes to show all it takes is one person coming forward and say, hey, this is bullshit. And it empowers others. See, see, this is this is the way this is the way it, it you know, it, and I'm, I'm having trouble wording it here, but that's the way it seems to go. You know, we, we saw the negative version of it when Trump started coming into power. You know, he started running his election and and he's saying all of these things and not getting into trouble for it, which enabled the worst in humanity. But now we have somebody like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, somebody who has power, now has power, coming forward and saying, hey, no, what this orange asshole is saying is not true. It is actually a detriment to our country and to our constitution. And now other people are going to start coming forward and saying, yeah, yeah, she's right. You know, basically, they're, they're, they're being empowered by what she is doing. And that, that is a very beautiful and magical thing. And, and, and if you think that it's just something that's, oh, it's, it's, it's just this one thing, look at it in the case of, and, and I know this is like third, third show in a row I'm bringing this up. But the entire Vic Mignogna, Vic Le Mignon bullshit going around. Bullshit being he's a piece of shit and people are actually defending him. That's where the bullshit lies. I got sick and tired of it at one point. Uh, Kat, you may have, may have seen me go off on this one on Twitter. Because, you know, the way people are act, reacting to a lot, of the, a lot of the victims that have come forward, you know... It's, it's stuff we've seen before. Oh, where's the proof? It's only this. You know, like this big person supposedly can't be touched or whatever, or you're trying to get fame. We know the stories. We all know the stories. And it takes people coming forward and saying, no, fuck your stories. We're going to tell what happened to us. If you don't like that, fuck you. We're, you know, and, and there are some who will be intimidated into violence, but the more people who come forward with their stories... The more people, the more that other people are free to say, "Hey, you know what? I'm not the only one." There, there's oh, there is a word. I want to say unity, but that that that's, I think, part of it. But solidarity, uh, that may not even be the word either. Either, but the point is, you're empowering the people to come forward with whatever, and whether it's this case with victims coming forward. Or whether it's in politics with this, with Ocasio Cortez coming forward with all of these, telling other Democrats, specifically Democrats, saying, "Yeah, you can come forward with this. The people will like you for it, and the people who don't, well, they're likely the ones that are going to try and push us back into the 19th century." So, 
you know, and, and I am definitely glossing over a lot of that. Um, but I, and, and just, Oh, but, I, but, uh, you go, yeah, go ahead and say something, cat. I'm losing my words. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, as I have said before that I had an experience with Vic and, uh, I happened to share my experience with my friend, Terry Doty, who has been a strong advocate for survivors. So needless to say, I have spent my entire weekend uh, getting harassed by uh, Vic defenders or mm-hmm. Vic heads, as I'm electing to call them. Yeah. Most of whom are men, BTW, if that wasn't going to be obvious enough. Um, and it, it just absolutely blows my mind. Uh, that my own experience was relatively small in comparison to what other people have experienced. And I have admitted as such, I've said like, look, this is what happened to me. I worked a con and, and literally the con chair apologized to me for booking him, knowing that he was going to ask me to handle Vic. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'll be fine. I I'm the best handler you have. He's the most high maintenance person in the world. It'll be fine. Um, and, and sure enough, by the end of the convention, Vic kissed me on the mouth. That's, I mean, that's pretty gross. Yeah. It's, it's really unprofessional. It's, it's not acceptable um, to just kiss people that you've just met on the mouth. Like, if he'd have kissed me on the cheek, wouldn't have had a fucking problem in the world. But he made the choice to kiss me straight on the mouth. Yeah. Um, so, like... It's not okay, but I, I like, I'm kind of like, I don't feel like a victim or traumatized. I'm not going around crying over my situation or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I realized that, that I, I've really just, I've let it go partially because of this fucked up rationalization that, um, other people have had it worse than me. Yeah. And that's not okay. That's not an okay rationalization. It's not okay to be like, well, he did this inappropriate thing, but at least he didn't rape me. Like, that's not okay. Right. That's not a good rationalization of anything. Um, but, you know, I'm very aware that, that what happened to me is like, it's real. It's really quite minor. Um, and, um, and I've said as much very publicly on Twitter. And uh, I've, I've spent the last several days being told I was going to burn in a lake of fire, that I was a lying whore, that it can't possibly be true because nobody would kiss me, which is like, that's ah! great. I have stalkers, guys. I have actual stalkers. I have yeah. some measure of desirability, guys. Um, definitely was told that I'm not his type. Um, and I'm like, uh, yeah, only in that I am 10 years too old for his type. Um, (laughs) And I've had a lot of really nasty thoughts in my head and I've just, just like been blocking people on Twitter because honestly, some 14 year old with two followers is not worth my response. I don't have the mental capacity to argue with every person who's going to be a dick to me. Yeah. Um, so it's just like whatever i'm trying to as i can and just let it be i mostly feel bad for mars girl because she's taking a large brunt of um the vitriol on the internet um oh, yeah. and a lot of the the big voice actresses um and even some of the voice actors like basically if 
stand up for allies against Vic, you are going to get nastiness and, and hatred spewed right back at you. And it's ridiculous because there are so many accusations um, that even if they're not extreme, like my own case, that they are indicative of a pattern um, of systematic abuse of power. Um, that he's, he's messed up. He's, it, and it's not just me. It's like, oh, I feel bad for myself. I, one friend who was underaged and Vic tried to um, invite her back to his room at a convention. And she's like, I'm 16. And he's like, I don't care. So it's stuff like that. Like the fact that I know one person is a very good friend of mine who he tried to have underage sex with. Like, it's not just my little story. Yeah. Um, there And there are much bigger instances out there from much more prominent people. Um, a lot of industry people have stepped forward. Um, there's now a lawsuit. Now there's like a, a lawyer has been contacted about this. And um, so all of those people who are saying, well, there's no hard evidence, blah, blah, blah. The whole thing about this concept of there's no hard evidence is that testimony is evidence, you fucking morons. Anyway, um, it, it's, it's just absolutely bonkers to me that, that these people would rather believe one man over a hundred women. Yeah. One, one man who they met one time at a con and he was just so nice, even though he was being paid to be nice there. Yeah. Um, and, and that is a thing, guys, when you, when you meet a, an actor at a convention, they are, they're basically being paid to be nice. And most of them actually are very, very nice. But if you go and you talk to the con staff, not in a con setting, but if you ever talk to anybody from guest relations or a convention staff, he is a goddamn nightmare. Vic. Mm. Vic is, is everyone's, there's so many cons that only invite him once because he treats the con staff like shit. Um, and he's, he's kind of a diva. And I can say this because I was his handler and he like, he lived up to his reputation in, yeah. in every way. And his reputation, this is not new. These accusations are not new. People just didn't listen to them when they happened. Yeah. Like my friend's incident was, um, I would guess around, I mean, it was over 10 years ago now. So statute of limitations is long gone. Um, and she was part of the fan club at the time, the Risen Bull Rangers. And she went back and told the Rangers what had happened, and they bullied her until she quit. Yeah, I think I heard about that one. Just, <clears throat> uh, God damn. People. So this is the kind of shit that keeps women from coming forward. I bring up a relatively small incident, and I get shit all over for it. My yeah. friend who all of this stuff happened to is terrified of going public with her story, which is why I'm not using her name or how I know her or anything like that. Yeah. Um, she's terrified because when, when she told him no, the look on his face is the scariest thing to this day that she's ever seen in her life. Uh -huh. and, and that's the kind of thing that survivors and victims are dealing with. And again, my part to play is relatively minor, but I feel like it's important that I show solidarity with the people who are standing up and saying stuff. And I have gotten a lot of support from people. And everybody who's trying to argue with me just gets blocked because I don't have time to deal with people like that. So it's a really bad situation. I understand that people feel um, 
they feel shocked. They feel betrayed one way or the other. They feel like the, the industry is betraying Vic, which it's not because this has been the state of the industry for like 15 years, guys. It really has been. Um, it, I'm, I'm genuinely surprised at how few, at, at how many people were actually shocked by all of these accusations because these accusations have been around for so long. Yeah. But I also work cons and not just attend cons and there's very different information that gets passed around. Right. So this is all my way of saying like, Hey, if you feel bad because you like an actor and then you find out they're not the best person in the world, that's not your fault. You shouldn't feel bad. If you like an anime and then you find that the actor is not a great person, that's you don't have to stop liking the anime or stop liking characters or stop thinking that you know he's got a good voice or something like that. It's it's not your fault, um, and it's not the victim's fault either. Yeah, you know the victims aren't at fault for getting Vic fired from Funimation and from Ruby and other things like that. He did that to himself by exploiting people. Mm. And his crocodile tears that he puts on camera with his non-apologies mean nothing because he's an actor. He, he literally gets paid to that he wants you to believe. And if you buy that, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. That's all I am is I just feel bad for the people who are sticking by him through this. And there's just people who aren't going to listen to logic, who aren't going to want to hear the truth, that the truth doesn't mean anything to them. I'm talking to one right now on Twitter um, while I'm recording this because I'm a bad podcaster. Um, <laughs> but th the situation is shitty for everyone involved. Everyone involved. Yeah. And... Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it just sucks, guys. It fucking sucks. It does. And... I got I got fed up with one guy the other night because the way I tend to post about it on Twitter most of the time is more of a broad kind of passive aggressive thing. And I had posted that, you know, all of these people, you know, how all these people are reacting to to this in particular, to 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 this whole Vic thing in particular. But just in general, that's why. And and I worded it just like this. This is why sexual assault victims do not come forward or are too scared to come forward. And and that's the term I use, sexual assault. And have one guy be like, well, they should have gone to the cops first, not go to social media. And it's like, okay, number one, you're fucking telling victims how to be victims. Fuck you. Number two, I'm pretty sure that if they had any, any uh, faith in the legal system, they probably would have gone there. Or if it was more than just one word against the other. I'm pretty sure they would have gone there if the, if you know, but the big thing is the faith was the faith being there. And he doubled down on like, well, social media shouldn't be their first immediate thing. And I went off on a whole Twitter thread and and I'm going to I'm going to read through it pretty much verbatim here because I can. And because I think it deserves to be actually voiced as opposed to just being a series of tweets. Um so he's talking about, you know, like I said, he doubled down saying, um, you know, social media is not the best in terms of justice where there's police in the courts. Those those were his words exactly. And I come out saying, do you really think the courts is some magic bullet for sexual assault victims? 
then tell that to the victim who doesn't get justice because the perp was a high school football player and the judge didn't want to ruin his future. Or tell that to the one who didn't get it because the perp was a rich white dude. The point is, the law is not always on the victim's side. So when the law is shown to continually fail sexual assault victims, even with all of the evidence that says the perp is fucking guilty, what do you expect? These women come forward because the law and whatever other authority has outright failed them. They have no other recourse than to shine a light on what's been done to them. And what do they face? People like you, referring referring to the guy I was talking to, not, not you guys in general, who demand they relieve, relive their own trauma. People who call them liars because they man, the man they put on a pedestal might actually be a horrible human being. And people claim they do it for money or fame? No. They do it because they're tired of these assholes, these sexual assaulting slimes, getting away with violating people. They want justice, and they want to prevent future assaults. That is it. Now, and, and then I thank him for proving my point and, and just going away from the conversation because... That asshole, of course, was likely going to move the goalpost later on if I let it continue. Uh, so basically, I, 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 we're kind of on the uh, uh, pretty much the same wavelength there, I would think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, on, on the on the idea of, <clears throat> on proof and why didn't you go to the cops and everything. Bear in mind that. <clears throat> sorry, I have something in my throat. <clears> throat> um, that many of his victims were underaged at the time. These are people who don't understand um, that they were victims at the time and then later realized that what happened to them was wrong. Yeah. Because they were so young. And there are people who, you know, feel like they couldn't go to the cops because there was no proof. Here's the thing about proof, um, that there is no smoking gun. There's like... This Vic isn't a guy with paparazzi following him around all day waiting. Gotcha. Um, no, that's this not how it is. Uh, these incidences occurred because they were small, private, alone. Feel my incident. Oh, excuse me. Taquito coming back up at me. Mm. Um, and in and, and the case where he kissed me, I was taking him to the airport. There was nobody there. There was nobody around. Um, he just did it and left. And I, th I think his intention was not necessarily malicious or anything, but I don't think he would have done that in a huge crowd of people. I think he did it because he knew that he could get away with it because I was alone. Yeah. And I went and I reported it to the, the, the chair of the convention that I was working at. And, and that was it. Like, I wasn't going to go to the cops about it. Right. Um, and, and not everybody feels comfortable going to the police or even talking about their experiences. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly, you know, if, if a bunch of people coming out and saying, hey, this is what's happened. This is a pattern of abuse. If that is not proof enough for you, then that's your fucking fault. That's your fucking problem. It's not the problem of the victim to go through and prove that they were victimized. I can't go back in time and stage somebody to follow me around for the entire convention with a camera and 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 um, and be like, hey, wait for him to do something shady and then take 
future. Like that's not how the world fucking works. I can't go back in time and make sure that somebody is there at the right place at the right time to snap a video of what he did. Yeah. And and so I will never have that hard proof. And if my testimony as a person who is existing, if that's not good enough for you, that says a, something about you. And that does say nothing about me. I can't, I can't force proof to magically appear. You, you get to make the choice. And I understand that people are being put into a hard position where they have to choose between this idol that they that they really genuinely like and strangers on the internet. But that idol that you really, really like is also a stranger. Mm-hmm. You don't know him. You don't see what he's like when you're not around. And if a hundred people come forward and say, this is what's happened to me, then maybe the more logical thing is not to believe that there's an entire group of people who just want to sabotage this one dude who hasn't been relevant in the industry for years. Um, And the more likely thing is that these things all happen. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I've been in a tizzy for so I have a lot to say on this topic, and I literally have time, but I'm sure we want to talk about other. Yeah, yeah, that and that's okay. I mean, it, it's it's a thing that's happening. It's a thing that keeps needing to come out. Um, but you know, hopefully next week it won't be as bad. Hopefully we can we can dial it back a little bit. Because uh, I know I've I mean hell I've I've been in, I've done times where. It just things get a little bit too much, you know, too much pushing into one direction. So I'm going to, I'm going to, hopefully we won't have to worry about this next week. I'm hoping at, at least in terms of talking about it on the show, obviously, you know, on like social media or whatever, we're still going to be in the thick of it, but, or at least, at least I will, it, you know, to a degree. Um, but I do want to say this, that there's a new Bubsy game coming out and apparent, apparently the, the, Vic Le Mignon is the voice of Bubsy, and I just have to say, Bubsy deserves better. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Yeah. Just, um, yeah. I'll I'll say as a as a as a parting before you know as we as we exit the, that um, that whichever way, if you want to fall on one side or the other, believe Vic or kick Vic or stand with whichever side you want. Don't take sides. Um, it doesn't matter because the victims don't get to unlive the things that happen to them, yeah. whether you believe them or not. Um, but also you have a choice in how you respond to it. And if you respond by being a dick to anybody on either side of it, that's who you are. And yeah. all I can do is just say, please, please don't be a dick. Yeah. Uh, so from that, I, I, I want to touch on a thing real quick before we go to the actual news is so we know the, there's a new dune movie coming out in the next year or two yes. which i am loving and somebody wrote i believe it was on the escapist i think an, an article saying that do that paul atreides is the ultimate mighty whitey Yeah, just and and as somebody who has grown up reading Dune, in fact, Dune is probably the novel I have read the most, well, definitely the most out of the entire saga. But I grew up reading Dune, 
I watched the 84 film. I watched the miniseries. I didn't watch Children of Dune because I hadn't quite gotten into the rest of the books yet. And and I, I drink all of this shit up. And while you, while I can see where you might get that idea, because Mighty Whitey, white guy, comes in, pretty much, uh, pretty much absorbs culture, becomes you know uber powerful, and and, and all of that. I think is I, I'm 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 generalizing a bit on that one. I think, but but I could see where they would get that. But at the same time, it's like. He's not, that's not exactly his thing, you know, and it's not like he's doing it maliciously. It's like, it's like, okay, he and his family get to Arrakis. They are basically ambushed by the Harkonnens and the Emperor because they want, they want the whole family dead because, you know, because of a feud that their family started way back in the Butlerian Jihad over 10,000 years ago. But, ah, so, so Paul and his mother flee to the damn desert and and the Fremen are told, hey, look for them and do all this stuff. And it just so happens that they fall in with this this prophecy that was seeded by the Bene Gesserit. And Paul, of course, takes advantage of it because that's what it's meant to do. He's doing, you know, the Bene Gesserit thing. And, and there's a lot more going on, but I, I also want to point out, and this will also double as my shout out. There's a channel called Ideas of Ice and Fire, which focuses on things like Game of Thrones and he also does a bunch of Dune Dune uh, videos, retrospectives, character analysis, plot plot analysis and all of that. And he actually is definitely speaking out against the article in question and it's very noteworthy because see, I'm a white guy. You guys know this. You guys see my profile pictures and everything. I'm a white dude. I'm a honky. But the guy behind this channel, he's a black guy. He's a black left dude, you know. And I feel that whatever I could say on the subject, let him have it. Because, you know, it's, it's trying to make it a racial thing. Let somebody not white have it. So um, the thumbnail is a little, eh, because the thumbnail reads SJW comes, attacks Dune or whatever, something like that. But if you if you actually take the time, watch the video, you know, and you, and you're and if you're interested in Dune at all, like I am, you know, have a look, have a look at the video, listen, read the original article if you want to even, and you know, see where you stand, and and I will admit, yeah, there could be some problematic elements. Like the only person in the the only named person that is canonically not straight is the goddamn Baron, uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, that that's a bit problematic. Even you know, yeah, I know it was written in the '60s, but still. Um, but you know, that's where adaptions can change things. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> go check it out. Go check out his. Go check out ideas of ice and fire on the uh, Escapist Dune article. Cat, um, uh, do you have anything? Oh gosh. Um... I do have thoughts on Dune, but we'll that after this. Because um, Dune is a, Dune is interesting. If you've never read the, the any of the books of Dune, I highly recommend it. Um, mm -hmm. I can definitely see where this dude is coming from. Yeah. Um, with Mighty Whitey. Uh, but, um, yeah. Oh, gosh. No, I'm still stewing on it. I'm still stewing on it. <laughs> 
But yeah, I would I would actually be really interested in watching uh, some videos about Dune. It is such a such a great book. Very different from if you've seen the 1980 or 1984 film. 84, yeah. Um, which I was raised on that film, so I love it so much. Even though I recognize that it's nothing like the. Um, oh, yeah. it, I'm not even sure if it's a film or not, but I adore it. It's my most. Um, but uh, the books are are very very, and then they get very very weird. Mm-hmm. But just that first one, that first one was so good. Yeah. Um. And and, you know, I I think I feel like uh, Dune should have become more relevant a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um. Because it's it's kind of a, if you want to look at it, it's a big al- and um oil really what it's about yeah and uh, i feel like it should have become relevant you know years ago you know it should have popped back up and people have been trying to remake it years and years um and it's never you know like they had the mini series and the mini awful and then it had a sequel that i couldn't watch because i just didn't want to deal with it yeah um and then i know you know people have been trying to remake the film and now that it's finally happening, like announcing the cast and everything, I'm starting to get nervous because everything they've announced so far actually sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you can make this as a movie be good because it's such a long book. Oh yeah. Um, we'll see what they end up doing. I mean, it could be, it could be good. Maybe, maybe it won't be a white savior complex thing. Yeah. Um, but um, this this book, in, in case anybody does want to come up with a savior complex argument, um, it, it's not really like a. Uh, it's not a, a Gary Stew, the male equivalent of a Mary Sue, where it's like, oh, you're destined to be great. It's like that's the point of it. Mm-hmm. Like the whole point of it is that there have been organizations that have created a breeding program for thousands of years to try and create a messiah and it doesn't quite go right yeah and that's like literally the story yeah so like it's not a, it's not a gary stew i can see why people think that it is the mighty whitey white savior thing um but i'm i'm super ready and willing to give them a chance i'm excited oh yeah so am i <laughs> Oh, from that, we're going to go ahead and go on to our news. Oh, dear. (laughs) After talking, oh, God, I don't know how many minutes about everything else. Um, But, uh, yeah, we got a lot of Florida this week because that's just how it happened to happen. Um, uh, But the first one comes out of Madeira Beach, Florida. Um, You know, speaking speaking of, like, uh, like sexual harassment and such... uh, Commissioner Nancy Oakley is being accused of sexually harassing a former city manager. Like you do. Don't actually do that. The Florida Commission on Ethics issued a report on its findings that Oakley possibly violated state law because she was exhibiting inappropriate behavior when she licked the city manager's face at a fishing tournament in 2012. I don't care what JoJo's Bizarre Adventure says. You cannot tell that somebody is lying by licking their sweat. Hmm. 
The report said there was testimony from multiple witnesses saying Oakley also touched the then city manager inappropriately and that she was intoxicated. It's a fishing tournament. Everybody's intoxicated. Doesn't make it right, though. Uh, the city manager didn't report the incident out of fear for out of fear of losing his job, the Commission on Ethics reports. He filed a formal complaint against Oakley in 2017 when she filed for re-election. Upon election, she and another commissioner and the newly elected mayor suspended the city manager, the, the, the one who reported, who says they knew the ethics complaint against Oakley was pending. According to the Miami Herald, Oakley resigned to avoid being fired. Since the issue was brought to light in public, others have said Oakley behaved in a similar manner toward them, according to the Miami Herald. Sponsor of the sponsor of the fishing tournament, where Oakley allegedly licked the city manager, says she had licked his face and the faces of volunteers at other fishing tournaments. And as, as of now, she has not been reached for comment. Just... It, Another another proof. One somebody came forward, and it's and it's you got more other people coming forward. You get you get a city licking, what 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 is, what is it? Uh, you get a city licking city commissioner, city licking person licking face licking. Point is, she was licking without consent, and that's not good. Uh I mean, does nobody does nobody remember that Sonic says if you know if somebody touches you in a way that makes you feel inappro makes you feel uncomfortable, that's no good. Uh, just, but licking, really? Ugh. Ah, uh, you have anything to say on that, cat? No, don't don't lick people. It's gross. Yeah, just no. Uh, and I know, and I know, some smartest gonna be like, well, what about this? You know when you can. <laughs> Which makes a segue into our next story. <laughs> this one is out of Arizona, and. Uh, it's going to be one of those shows where we, we spend most of it pissed off, aren't we? Or at least I, I do. I haven't stopped being pissed off in like three days. So yeah, fair enough. Just keep on rolling with the same old thing. Yeah. Uh, so pornography may soon be considered a public health crisis in Arizona, depending on the fate of a resolution in the state. Because, you know, we have people shooting up schools and killing unarmed black people on the street. But no, pornography is the public health crisis. Ugh. Arizona State Representative Michelle Udall of Mesa, a Republican, by the way, introduced a resolution declaring pornography is a crisis leading to a broad spectrum of individual and public health impacts. The resolution says pornography perpetuates a sexually toxic environment that damages all areas of our society. I don't know. I, I think how? That, Just I, like how? I don't know. And I know there are some anti-porn people out there be like, well, you know, if, if someone sees that, they get the idea that this is okay to do. And it's like, if they get the idea that that's okay from a from a porno movie, movie, as in two actors having sex on screen as in a fictional setup, yeah, you got to question these things. You know, oh, just goddamn. Uh uh, Udall ended up telling the Arizona Republic, like the tobacco industry, the pornography industry has created a public health crisis. See, the thing is, nobody is dying from secondhand porn. That that secondhand porn is not a thing. Uh, pornography is used pervasively, even by minors. No shit, minors are curious. Of course they're going to look at porn. If you, as a parent, do not want your minor offspring to look at porn 
you need to step up and take measures. I mean, hell, I have no issues like, 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 like if a minor that I am in charge of, you know, expresses interest in sex or whatever, and for whatever reason gets into my porn, it can happen. I'm not going to be upset that they're watching porn. I'll be upset that they got into my shit and probably said, hey, you know what, if you're that curious, here. Because cause I'll be honest, my stuff, compared to a lot of the horror stories you hear, it's pretty damn tame. You know? But assuming that, you know, the porn is all cleared and everything and the kid watches it and they and they ask questions and they feel comfortable enough to ask questions, then you can tell them, okay, yeah, these people do this because of this and you know give them context is what i'm saying context is important yeah you know yeah these people are doing this and this but that doesn't mean you know the girl you have a crush on in school or the guy is going to be into that it, it's it's context just like any other genre of movie or television context uh you know, opponents agree that while there are dangers in excessive porn, the bill misses the underlying problem. If we want to look at this, we should start with education. It's embarrassing that we are one of the states that does not have medically accurate sex education. In testimony, they were trying to blame everything on pornography. That is a stretch, said Democrat, Pem Democrat Representative Pamela Powers Hanley, who is sponsoring a different bill, HB 2577, that focuses on medically accurate sex education. Thank you, Representative Hanley. Thank you. Uh, you know, and it's, and, and there's one thing I do want to note that I have bolded in my, in, in, in our, in our file. The Republican Party voted to add an amendment adding pornography as a public health crisis to the party's platform in 2016. You know, the same year that they elected the guy that said, grab him by the pussy. <laughs> Hypocrisy. Thy name is Republican. <clears throat> Truly, yeah, just and it goes on a lot of it, a lot of the kind of saying the same thing in different words, but there is no there no pornography is not a public health crisis. In fact, there are a lot of people who are in porn that are able to actually sustain themselves and make a living through having sex on camera, whether by themselves with other people doing whatever the hell they want to do, and yeah. And, and I know somebody's going to be like, well, the porn industry has this, this, this. And yeah, there are problems, but there are problems in every industry. But women can be exploited. Women are exploited working at Walmart. What are you talking about? True uh, story. Just, you know. And yeah, there is, there's actually one, you know, uh, James Dean, who, who's a porn actor, who was recently, I believe he was recently convicted for rape, raping one of his co-stars. And one of the major studios you know, started hiring him again. And I've seen all sorts of porn actors saying, uh, no, just fucking bullshit. So they, they're, they don't have to take any of this bullshit. So the, the porn actors, especially nowadays have more power than you think. So, so saying all of this is like, Oh, it's exploitation of women. It's this, that, or, or whatever excuse you want to pull up is just no, no. You just don't like peop watching people have sex, and you want to deny that because it makes you feel uncomfortable. Mm. Kat, what do you have to add on this? Um, I mean, 
don't understand the concept of porn as a as a health crisis. The the isn't porn kind of actually like healthy? Yeah. I mean, like it's 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 you know it's it's all right. It's uh it 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 serves a purpose. Um and and it's killer that people are always like porn is bad. Think of the children. It's the first thing everybody says is think of children. Mm-hmm. You know what? We live in a world where yeah anybody can go find porn on the internet with with great ease. I mean, we literally have the porn to thank for the internet. Yeah. So, so like it's everywhere, no matter what you can't, you can't really stop it from existing. It's never going to happen. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's more like just, just accept it. It's, it's like taxes. You can't get rid of it. It serves a purpose. So just let it be. Just let it be. Yeah. And stop trying to say it's for the children when it's really just that you're really on Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Oh. So we'll go back to Florida with this next story. Try we'll, we'll we'll try and bring in relatively lighter stories to 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 bring it up. Holy shit. <laughs> if you guys have made it this far in the episode, thank you. <laughs> we shall reward you with relatively lighter stories. Uh, especially this one out of Tampa. What's more Florida than a gator? Um, overrated nightclubs? Um, bang bros? I don't know. Well, Drugs. It, yeah, drugs too. Especially in Lake County. Hmm. It would certainly be difficult to top a maternity shoot of a 2B mom breastfeeding a baby gator. What? Last minute practice for baby. Alligators don't lack to bottle feed, apparently, mom-to-be Lindsay Tuttle wrote in her Facebook post. Tuttle has gotten the internet's attention with her maternity photo featuring a baby gator, shotgun, a case of Bud Light, and a Florida flag. It only adds to the Florida photo with the unzipped jean shorts and rubber boots. I wanted a picture with different... I wanted a picture different than your run-of-the-mill maternity photos of women in the forest being goddesses, Tuttle said. Which is fair enough. Florida man has always tracked up my husband and I, both native Floridians, so we decided to make me Florida woman. Uh, that that's not how you do that. You got That's not well, a very good aspiration, to be honest. Like No, there are Nobody less... wants to be Florida man. Nobody should want to be Florida man. No. Proudly featured in the photo is Fred the Alligator. Tuttle said she met the little gator and his owner at Dysfunctional Grace Art Company in Ybor at an ex- educational exhibition. I pitched the idea to his owner, and he was game to help me reach peak Florida woman levels, Tuttle added. Fred is a perfect gentleman, and will be a great big brother figure for baby Tuttle. And in our file, we actually can see the picture. I, I you know, since I, I do post these in, in the uh, Thespian Talk Discord as well, so if you click on the article in the Discord, you'll see it too. <laughs> and it's just, oh my god, that's so, re- that's too redneck even for the Florida taint. That's how redneck that is. Just, oh my god. Uh, and I mean, my, wow. Yeah. Just, <laughs> oh my god. First and foremost, leave the gators alone. I, I know the gator belonged to, to you know, the, 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 the dude with the dysfunctional thing or whatever. But from the sounds of, 
for sounds of what I'm seeing in the article, it seems like it's an exhibit gator, you know, like a zoo. So it's not going to be, you know, it, it, it's normally just kept fenced up or, or whatever and away from people. It's not actually a pet. But these are like, like, why would you do that? And plus, what if the gator had gotten scared and like bit your titty off, lady? What was she going to do? She would become even more Florida. Yeah? That's that's how you peak Florida. Like, it's when, when a gator bites your titty off. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, now we have the episode title said that that is a little bit of a scandalous sentence. And I think if we tried to put that up, it would get taken down. <laughs> nah, we'd be all right. I, 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 hey, hey, I've put up episode titles with the word fuck in them and we're okay. <laughs> so our episode title is when a game it's your titty off. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. um, you have peaked Florida. Yes. Yes. Congratulations. That's all that would have happened. That's all that would have happened. She would have just become the most Florida. Yes. You were you were one you were one gator chomp away from being p- peak Florida, Miss T- Mrs. Tuttle. Uh, I'm assuming Mrs. You, uh, you know, um, I I said that the most Florida thing is drugs, and you can't convince me that drugs here somewhere. Yeah, probably <laughs> meth is a hell of a drug. Yeah, yeah. Um, gosh. Um, but I mean, I wonder if this was a thing where she just really, really wanted her shit to go viral. You know, everybody wants their fifteen minutes of fame. Um, and if this was like her deliberately trying to find something, or if being that much of a joke is just really important to her, I, I'm curious about where that goes. Wow. Yeah. Just uh goddamn. Uh, well, she went viral. So, that that that's good on you, Florida there. woman. Now watch. I'm willing to bet that that story is going to be on what the fuck is wrong with you. <laughs> and if it is, and you've listened to this, take a shot. Uh, so we're gonna go to Japan, and specifically Saitama, out of Saitama, uh, a man on trial for the theft of a large number of shoes has admitted he committed the crimes because he gets his sexual kicks from sniffing people's used footwear, police said Tuesday. Makoto Endo, 40, is suspected of stealing 70 pairs of shoes worth about 300,000 yen in Saitama and Tochigi? I think I have that right? I hope? Uh, prefectures between June 2017, 2017 rather, and August last year, uh, according to the police. He is being tried for some of the thefts. I did it to get sexual pleasure by sniffing the smell of wool-worn shoes, regardless of their owners being men or women, Endo was quoted as telling police. Oh, so, so, he's a bi, bi, bisexual? I, I don't know. Bisexual in, in, in getting off on feet. I don't know. Uh, uh, abort that one. <laughs> okay. Police arrested Endo in September last year because they suspected him of involvement in a spate of shoe thefts. While searching his house in Tochigi, they found a large number of shoes and boxes. It could be worse. He could be he could be killing women and having making the hands their girlfriends, you know, his girlfriend, you know. And and if you want, and if you're asking if that's a jo- JoJo reference, yes, the fuck it is. <laughs> 
because that's how crazy shit is. But this guy, dude, just why not just, you know, put out an ad? It's 2019. Put out an ad. Oh, okay. It was between 2017 and 2018. You could have put out an ad, dude. Say, hey, you have old shoes you want to get rid of? Throw them my way. You don't have to wash them or anything. I'll just sit there and sniff them for a while. Just just go down to, like, your local resale clothing shop and just buy some used shoes. Yeah. Just, just there are alternatives than theft, my man. It's it's really I mean like I'm not gonna kink shame somebody but God damn don't make a crime out. No, crime is not as sexy as you think. Just uh. especially not sexy when you're smelling someone. No, people are weird, man. People are real weird. They are. They are. Oh, uh, so speaking of weird, coming back to Florida. <laughs> we get to come back to this. Uh, so, you know, you've gotten in arguments with family members and you've stormed out, right? I'm pretty sure. Or somebody has stormed out. Sure. You know, I think we all have done it. Well, this guy out of Callaway, which, by the way, that's within driving distance of me. Well, technically so is Tampa, but Callaway's a lot closer. Uh, a verbal argument between family members led to a Callaway man strapping on a bulletproof vest Saturday and walking through his through his neighborhood firing a Beretta 9mm handgun. William Kiefer Bradley Egan, 26, was charged on two counts of aggravated assault on a law enforcement officer and wearing a bullet, bulletproof vest in the, in the commission of a felony. He was transported to the Bay County Jail. According to the Bay County Sheriff's Office, deputies responded to a call about a man walking through the neighborhood wearing a bulletproof vest and carrying a handgun, which he was firing randomly. When deputies arrived, Egan fired at the deputies aiming over their patrol cars before taking off his vest and fleeing into a nearby field where he was taken into custody without incident. He, told, he allegedly told deputies he became angry after a verbal argument with his family and needed to take a walk to calm down, taking his bulletproof vest and pistol with him. A family member confronted him in the front yard, and the two argued until Egan fired his pistol once into the ground and then at the family member's car. The family member fled into the house, and Egan continued through the neighborhood firing his pistol randomly until deputies arrived. And this is the most disturbing part. According to the Bay County Sheriff's Office, Egan told them he wanted to die by forcing a deputy to shoot him. Wow. Just goddamn. Suicide by cop is really, really ballsy. Like, you're gonna kill. Please find ways that don't, you know, like, fuck people up forever. Yeah. And and and, and as I was looking through the story, I had a really dark thought. And, 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 I, and I fully admit that this is very dark. And this is so fucking wrong. But I'm willing to bet this guy was a white guy because if it was a black guy in this exact same situation, the police would be more than happy to assist him in his suicide by cop if he was black. Yeah. And, and, and that's not even a joke. (laughs) Just, uh, but, but based on all this, I don't have a picture of the guy. I'm willing to bet the guy was white. That's why he got away and was able to live to tell about it. Just saying. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. It's like, oh, that's like white people. I say as a white people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and if anybody gets angry and needs to storm out, 
don't take a gun. I don't care. I don't care who you are. Don't take a damn gun. Just, just go out, walk around town, go for a drive, if you feel you must. If you, if you have the mental capacity to do it without getting into an accident. Um, there are other ways to handle it. Trust me. Uh, so staying in Florida, we're gonna we're gonna go to Brooksville. A, where a 48-year-old woman was arrested after she allegedly hit her boyfriend with a frozen pork chop. Police said that Jennifer Brassard got into a verbal argument with her boyfriend, which quickly escalated. During the fight, Brassard grabbed a frozen pork chop and hurled it at the unidentified man, striking him in the head, and he suffered a half-inch cut above his eyebrow and fled from the home. Authorities determined she was the primary aggressor in the fight, though they did not say what the two were arguing about. It could be anything. It could be anything from money to the fact that he was cheating on her and she just got that pissed. Next day, authorities arrested Brazzard and charged her with misdemeanor domestic battery and she was released on $250 bail. You know, domestic violence, not a good thing, obviously, and definitely not something you should, you know, you know, in and of itself is not funny. But I just have to ask, why a pork chop? <laughs> That is a waste of a perfectly good pork chop. The real questions getting yeah. asked on our show, like, why the pork chop? <laughs> I know. What did it's that like, pork chop ever do to you? I know. I mean, you're wrong for throwing it at him in the first place, but pork chop? Really? I mean, just, just throw there, it. There's much worse food out there that would do a lot more damage that you could. Yeah. Throw a goddamn pickle at him. Pickles are the devil. I like pickles. <laughs> I know. Uh, I know somebody who um, was out camping one time, and they were like just throwing a power bar between them and some friends, and the power bar uh, hit them in the head and knocked them out. Ooh! And oh. ever since then, and I heard the story a long, long time ago. But ever since then, I have considered power bars the most violent food. <laughs> I can see why. Oh God! So yeah. Don't, don't. If you're going to throw food, throw a power bar. I think that's the lesson we can take from that. <laughs> Our other episode title, Throwing Power Bar. Yes. <laughs> oh, and our last story. I know this is making the episode run a little bit long, but I really wanted to get to this one. Oh, dear. This this one was, and fair warning, this was uh, from, the, from Metro, over in the Metro. So, grain of salt a little bit, and bear in mind... I'm reading this verbatim, so I, I am not adding anything to this. They say you know, they say when you know, you know. One man who knew instantly he'd found the one had to sadly deal with her death when she passed away and yearned to their relationship. But the one for Japanese man Yuta Shinohara was a cockroach. And because he wanted her to live forever within him, Yuta decided to eat his, lo eat his lover. As you do. Yuta explained to Asian YouTube channel Asian Boss how he bought the cockroach, lovingly named Lisa, from Africa and even had sex dreams about her. But don't worry, he didn't attempt to do the deed in real life as you know, the size doesn't fit. His words. Nature lover Yuta is somewhat of a bug connoisseur in Japan, where he's made a name for himself in insect cuisine. He has organized events serving bug cocktails, insect pastries, and ramen with crickets and mealworms. He even has a favorite tree, which he calls Heaven, that he enjoys napping on. Yuta showed the presenter of the channel his favorite tree, and then proceeded to tell her about his one true love. 
The interviewer asked whether the couple communicated. Yuto replied, It could have been my imagination, since I got too attached over time, that I started to feel as if we were communicating. We were 100% serious. No human girl was as attractive as Lisa. Lisa was my first love. I pictured doing it with her many times because I really liked her. I know it's impossible, but I imagined a world where cockroaches become supersized or I become small. Makes sense. But sadly, all good things must come to an end. And a year later, Lisa died naturally. Cockroaches have an average lifespan of one year. We checked. The day she passed was uh, difficult, but I knew it had to come since she was a cockroach with a short lifespan, added Yuta. With that in mind, I ate her in reverence. So now Lisa lives in my heart and continues living as part of my body. Though he is still getting over Lisa, Yuta is focused on his appetite for bug cuisine, hoping it comes into mainstream fashion in the future. Who knows, maybe he'll find love again making his next dish. And scene. <laughs> I, I, I shit you not. I, I, I enjoy certain foods. Okay, you know, I, I enjoy, you know, eggs. I enjoy, you know, meats and, and cheeses and everything. But I'm not going to get into a relationship with an animal that I'm going to eat. Of, well, of, of any kind. So that just does not happen. It's not going to happen. Uh, but I give it, I give it eight months before there's an anime about. Oh, definitely. <laughs> oh, and the sum of the wording, eat his lover as you do. Because really, ladies, isn't that all you want to have done to you? Is when you die, have your lover eat you? Just, just I'm, so, I'm just thinking about this story that's been on the news about a, a woman who married a pirate ghost. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, like she, she married a pirate, a, a ghost of a pirate. And there's a picture of her in a wedding dress, beach, there's a pirate flag, and you're just like white people and then this shit happens and you're that's right the real fucking weird too yeah just, and then you realize it's not really a race thing it's just that there's really fucking weird people out there yeah i mean at the very least you know he did i mean like he said he didn't try and fuck it thankfully because yeah just no i mean is this guy really weird yeah is he hurting anybody i don't think so no, not so, really. Like, good on you for having a hobby that doesn't being weird with other people. Yeah. Uh, although, you know what? This guy is considering the guy who's dreaming about having sex with this cockroach. I wonder if he's a furry. I mean, is it a furry if they're cockroaches, or is it like a? Well, there's got to be another word. Well. Well, considering one of the one of the heads of Anthrocon persona is a is an anthropomorphic cockroach, I'm going to say yeah. <laughs> hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, and so with that, we that is going to be it for this week. Again, uh, Randall, I, I I always say it runs a little long, but watch it turn into be like just maybe ten minutes over an hour, <laughs> <laughs> because of course that would be me. Uh so thank you guys for listening. Kat, if you, we wanted to find you on social media, where could we find you? You can find me uh, over on uh, 
called What the Fuck on 1201beyond.com. And we should be getting Nerds of the Third starting back up for the new year. We always take a really, really long break around wintertime. Um, but that's on YouTube and iTunes. And, um, and you can also find me on the social medias, um, on Twitter at LabyrinthCat, currently uh, battling off Vic Apologists, and <laughs> on Facebook.com slash NerdistCat. There you go. And if you want to find me on social media, you can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, Instagram, at Gomer21XX. You can find my Facebook page at Gomer Ranting Thespian. And, of course, this show is on pretty much every podcast outlet that that's possible, thanks to Anchor, who whose little blurb you heard you know, probably about midway through the show as I get it spliced in. And just... Oh, am I forgetting any? Oh, yeah. And, of course, if you want to help support the show and things that I do help support future shows, which I want to get a few more put together. I did put out a call like a week and a half ago. Um, I need to do that again and get get some things rolling on those. But if you want to help with all of that, there's two ways you can do it. You could do it through the usual Patreon, patreon.com slash gomer21xx. Or if you go through Anchor, Anchor does have listener support. I believe it automatically puts it in the doobly-doo. Whenever it gets, whenever I upload it to Anchor, uh, but if not, just go to just just uh, if you go if you look at it on my site rtgomer.com, it should have a link to the Anchor page for the episode, and you should be able to follow it there as well. Um, but in, it, but there are there are two ways you can throw support at me if if you want to support monetarily. That is, uh, if you if you don't have any money, the best way you can support is just throw show, share it around, you know. Because, uh, you know, not only are we on the major podcasting networks, we're also on YouTube, uh, which gets uploaded and goes live every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Time. And also, uh, I want to say I mentioned it the last episode. I know I put like a separate file out for it, but for those who missed it, uh, older episodes of Thespian Talk are starting to go up every Friday. Um, and in just a few weeks, you know, the Friday upload is going to feature Cat's first episode. That's going to be, that's going to be, it's going to be, it's interesting to have that comparison of where we started and where we are now. Uh, oh, God. Is, yeah. Which oh, is, God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but having that interesting, having that uh, comparison there is interesting. And, and, oh, God, I remember getting a review for the fourth episode with, uh, with Allison of Skiris Lupa. Yeah, there was a bit of awkwardness there, but uh, hopefully I'm better now. <laughs> Or at least awkward in other ways. Uh, but, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Take care, everybody. And until next time, this is Gomer, the Ranting Thespian, with the cat, signing off. <laughs>